We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, guys? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. It is going to be a quick weekend mailbag edition. Did not get many questions, and obviously leaving early for the week uh, didn't allow me to kind of root out more questions. But uh, want to get in here and do what I always do and provide you guys with some some sort of uh, uh, interesting weekend question answering. Right, get into a trend per se. So the first question comes from Brett Minner on Twitter. He's got a slew of them, actually. So I'm going to answer these for Brett. I appreciate you asking these questions because they're they're really good questions. So the first one he has is, um, what are you looking forward to this season aside from winning? He said, I'm struggling with rooting for just wins when it seems like that will be so dependent on Deshaun Watson. Obviously, everybody feels their own kind of way around Deshaun Watson. And I get that sticking around, still supporting the Browns. So I think that's actually a really good question with this organization. Like, what are you looking forward to? Is there Are there players you're really interested in seeing develop? That sort of stuff. I mean, the wins are almost just a stress reliever at this point because you've put up with enough stuff, right, that you are, you're trying to sort of justify – you know, the stress that this place, this team, this franchise has caused you, and that obviously comes from winning. I mean, comes down to winning, uh, providing you with places you've never been as a team, an organization, uh, and some level of respect, right? So, I, you know, the players are all, the, the young players are getting older, so it's like, you could you root for a Miles Garrett Defensive Player of the Year award? Yeah, that's certainly up there. That would be an interesting one. Um you know, is is seeing Miles be rewarded for a lot of the hard work. Uh, Nick Chubb leading the NFL in rushing yards. Uh, that that hasn't happened quite yet. So trying to see if that could happen. Um, but the, I mean, you're really pulling for individual players, right? I mean, I I pull for Kevin Stefanski. I would like to see him succeed. I mean, I I really would. So. I also understand that that's actually not an easier question to answer than I thought. I mean, it really does 
come down to winning. There's not a lot of growth stuff here that is going to maybe make you happy as a Browns fan at this point. We've been watching this franchise on the cusp of having enough talent to really get it done, and they need to figure out how to just simply put, get it done. Um, to the question, second question from uh, Brett is, there has, uh, there's been a lot of talk lately about Stefanski's ability to grow and adapt as a play caller offensive coordinator. My perception is that Josh McDaniels operated a few different offenses as the OC of the Patriots, the pre-Randy Moss, uh, pre-Moss versus Randy Moss versus Wes Welker and Gronk philosophy seem different to me. Were they actually different? Is there anything to learn from this about Kevin's chances to do this differently this year? I mean, I'm, I'm just, and I wasn't really like totally consuming Patriots content in terms of understanding what they were doing offensively. Uh, Tom Brady, pretty adaptable, right? Um, can certainly get things done in a bunch of different ways. I think that's, let's put it this way. I think Kevin Stefanski has shown that he can take quarterbacks um, that are needing an offense structure to boost them up. He's shown he can take those guys and put a certain level of production on the field. The question for Kevin is as he evolves this thing, and I think we've seen enough things that we've talked about it on this pod. You guys have heard me talk about it. You have seen some of these things in, in videos we've watched from OTAs. They're changing this thing up. They're they're letting Deshaun have more input. They're putting different uh, perceptions into reality on the field. They're going to look different offensively. The question is, can Kevin win? Can he structure? Can he call plays when it is amped up stress? When when things are more things are expected out of you. Put it that way. The way it would be with a Deshaun Watson at quarterback. So. I think that's a huge question for Kevin. Can he take an elite quarterback, a guy who has elite traits, who's been elite before, and bring out the most out of them? That's the question. We've seen him do it with quarterbacks that can't, you know, that that are that are certainly limited capped in certain areas. We haven't seen him go beyond that. So that's the question. So I don't really have a great breakdown of the pre post Randy Moss and Wes Walker Gronk philosophies of the Patriots. Uh, obviously they did a good job of scheming to those guys in the right kind of way. Now, how do the Browns alter that to scheme toward Deshaun, Amari, David, bring out the best in them with altering kind of a run heavy focus and predicating everything off of how they run the football now to off of how they throw the football. That'll be extremely interesting to me. Put it that way. Next question. I'm not concerned about miles or others not being at OTAs. They need to get their exercise training or coaching, but do you think it would benefit other players if some of the vets were there, would Alex Wright benefit from Miles being there, for example? I mean, maybe. Um, I don't think the like these four days of OTAs are going to make or break anybody's career. Uh, I don't think that Alex Wright is going to have a worse season because Miles Garrett wasn't there for a few days at the end of May, a few days at the early portions of June. He's going to be there at minicamp next week, right? And, and again, the funny thing is, like, I continue to be amazed that we only talk about Miles, and I'm not coming after Brett here from the question perspective. We only seem to come after Miles. I've not heard anybody question Nick, David, or Joel not being there on offense. It's just it's just funny to me. It's weird. Like Miles has the people are fixated on Miles Garrett all the time. Um, but it, would it benefit them? I think it could help. But Alex spent an entire year with Miles Garrett, right? Like these guys have been around. Uh, some of these players for a, for a while, and I, Isaiah McGuire obviously has spent some time 
um, with Zadarius Smith at the the OTA sessions. But again, mini camp training camp, you get all this time together. It's gonna it's gonna work itself out. Like the, this is not OTA's guys' performance this upcoming season is not dependent on some OTA sessions being spent with some veterans. It's just not. They they're getting the coaching they need during those sessions. Uh, the last question he asked here, is there any positive to the locker room by just being together more? That's a, that's a yes. I mean, anytime your locker room is spending time around each other, knowing each other, uh, forming that team bond, I think that stuff helps, right? It helps. But again, OTAs are, they're not, they're not that busy. They're not, they're not, I said this earlier, or, I don't know, this week or last week on the pod, like if you can show me a direct correlation between OTA attendance and the playoffs, I think that the Browns would probably take that pretty serious, but you're not really going to find that. Yeah, you want to do things together, you want to bond, you want to be together, but I don't think your culture is made or broken during OTAs. That's kind of my general philosophy on it. Like you don't, it's not that, it's not that big a deal. They're, they're, they are uh, put out the way they are in the NFL structure to allow guys to take the break that they need to get right mentally and physically and I don't think that your season is made or broke by that guy being there. We're going to take a break. When I come back, great stuff from Brett. Great. Like, those questions are awesome. Like, I would love to have more multi-layered questions like that. So shout out to Brett for those questions. We're going to be right back, take a quick break, and then we will answer a few questions and get out of here. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. First question coming out is from TDFCPNY. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, this question is, Cade York, do you think he will improve? I think he has to improve. I don't. I, I mean, do I think he will? He should. I think he should. Does he? Does Does that mean he automatically improves? I don't. I don't know. I, the The weirdness of some of the kickoff step structure stuff he was struggling with, the shanks that we saw unfortunately happen, like. He has to be clean next year. Like if you if you're talking about what makes you nervous about Cade York, it's the it's not the misses; those are going to happen here and there. It's the shanking of some of the kicks that where the ball is just completely off kilter, has no chance. Like those things have to get cleaned up. The consistency of kickoffs. He had this the step issue I noted mid season last year where he he cut down his steps on kickoffs where he's running up to the football. He cut it down to like three steps at times because he couldn't quite figure it out. Like they were just for a guy as talented as he is, as much leg strength, some really weird 
in, incapable moments for him where he just looked lost. He just looked lost. We'll leave it at that. So uh, next question is on email. It's from Romy. I think it's Romy Chris. Do you think it will ever be viable to play two quarterbacks at the same type? Hypothetically, if Mahomes had an identical twin, could they be on the field simultaneously and conduct a successful offense? Uh, I don't know, man. Like uh, Ronnie, uh, sorry, it's it's Ronnie. The email was uh, R O M M I E. My bad. Yeah, I think you could uh, if if you had like twins of the same quarterback. Could you could you put them on the field together and do some different, maybe some trick schemes? I don't know how far you could take it. Um, his common game day argument. He said he's convinced to convince his buddies of. I I would be curious what you mean by that. Like running different quarterbacks on and off the field, like on the field together. I don't know, like you doing double pass stuff. Like, I don't really know exactly how that's working out. I don't see some gigantic benefit from that. Um, you know, but I, again, running two quarterbacks on the field at the same time, just, it takes away from, you know, you're already in the run game. You're down a guy in the quarterback, unless you have a runner at quarterback. Uh, I just, I guess you could pitch it to him. I, I don't know. I really, I really don't know. We've never seen this, so I don't know if you could, you could put it into practical application uh, very well. I'll leave it at that. I don't have a great answer for that question. I've never really thought of it, and I don't know how that all works itself out on on the football field. Those guys on the field together, well, you'd have to have make sure both are exceptional athletes because you can't have bad athletes, two bad athletes on the field like that at the same time. So um, even you know. Even Mahomes is uh, is good enough to create time and be special at quarterback. But if you're putting him at like a wide receiver role and asking him to do some of those things on top of trying to throw, I think it'd be kind of difficult. Next question here is uh, also through email from Dan in Lima. It says, with Kevin Stefanski's situation here, what is the best outcome for him? Uh, and then he kind of goes into saying, I just see this being a bit of a double-edged sword where he will never find proper credit for what happens with the Browns and he will quickly be the point of blame even if it's not his fault offensively. That's that's the key thing that I think I keep coming back to is will we be able to parse out if things don't go right offensively for this team, who's to blame, whose fault it is? We talked about this with Andrew Spade uh, at times, various times over the last few few weeks and the month, where it's like with Kevin's situation and the evolving offense stuff, it it feels like the Browns are tied to Watson to a very very tight degree here. And if the offense stuff can't work with Kevin, like is that even is it Kevin's fault? Right? Like what would we be able to logically pass out if it's Kevin's fault or Deshaun's fault? And and from that. Uh, are they for if it fails? Do they force him? Do they like him enough still to force him to get an off a different offensive coordinator entirely? Right? Is there that? That's that's the thing I keep coming back to. It feels like Kevin will be under the microscope. He will quickly in a in a in a group of people that either they either cover the Browns or are pulling for the belief that Deshaun Watson is infallible as a quarterback. Will be very quick to place all failure on Kevin Stefanski. And that might be fair or it might be unfair. Uh, obviously, the best outcome here for Kevin is that they win. I don't think he'll care one bit about credit if they're winning football games. 
Um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's going to be, he needs to be called a genius if the when he doesn't strike me as that type of guy, but I do think you're going to be running into some scenarios where who's getting the, the blame in a fair way and people being able to step back and analyze that will be few and far between because there'll be a lot of folks who say, we've seen elite Deshaun Watson. We've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it. Kevin can't get that out of him. And it's always going to be more nuanced than that going to be more nuanced than that that's a great question one that I've talked a little bit about here and there uh, but but certainly one worth uh, you know considering quite uh, quite closely because it'll be fascinating to me to see how the sort of angles of either credit or blame get passed out around the Browns this year so that's it for today Uh, don't have like I said not many questions probably didn't advertise this one as well as I needed to but uh, a pretty good set of questions from people who brought those in. So that's your Saturday podcast, a short one, a good one though. Uh, appreciate you guys. Go out and enjoy the great weather we're having. Have a fantastic weekend. Uh, I, like I said, we'll advertise getting some more questions in a little bit better uh, going into next week and the week after all that stuff. We'll get better at these. We're early in the weekend mailbag edition. So I appreciate you guys being here though. And, and hopefully you enjoyed this week of podcast. We'll put together another good week of podcast for you. Uh, If you have any ideas on podcasts, things you'd like to hear, things you think would be fun topics for some of us to discuss, let me know. Shoot those over via DM or uh, shoot them to jake at theobr.com. Thanks for being here, guys. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Go Browns.